girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to the Simple On Purpose podcast. I'm just going to jump right in. I have another conversational episode for you where I am talking with another lady who has some great stuff that I think you're going to love. And over the past few months, I have been recording these and now I'm releasing them to you guys over time. Today I'm talking with Siobhan Jones, who I met on Instagram, and she's a creative mentor. She's helping women who want to make more time for the things they love to do, for the moms who feel guilty that they just aren't quote-unquote productive, and for the women who just don't even know where to get started with the idea of hobbies and being creative. And here's what I want you to know going forward. Creativity isn't just about being artistic. It's about so much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation and feel inspired to do something this week that you really enjoy that doesn't make you productive or you don't do for praise or accolades, but just simply because it feels enjoyable to do it. All right, welcome to this show, Siobhan. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, I'm so glad you reached out to me on Instagram, but the second I saw your Instagram account and what you're all about, I knew I wanted to talk with you more. I wanted you on the show because this subject that we're going to talk about today about being creative and making time for it, it's something that I hear a lot that my readers want, that my coaching clients want. They want to do the things they love. They want to make more time for it and make more time for it and not feel guilty about it, all the things, right? So I know a bit about you, but please tell us a bit more here for people who don't know you. Yeah, so I absolutely agree. I think that creativity is 100% something that we kind of you know, especially as mums, we tend to sometimes bury a little bit. And Mm -hmm. so I'm a mum of a delightful four-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. and I came to mentoring creative women to find their creative giftings and make time for it in their lives for that soul restoration and life transformation because of my own journey. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my background's in communication and marketing and I'm a writer, but I didn't write for 10 years. So mm-hmm. I had this process of beginning to write again and start this, um, start my podcast, The Unlocked Creative. So those two things absolutely changed how I felt, how I looked at life, and mm-hmm. I want to share that with women. Yeah, and I love that you were, use the words soul restoration. That's just like you feel like you can express that inner part of you when you are doing something creative, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, oh, it's just that part of you that, you know, is childlike. And we all had that beautiful, creative part of ourselves when we were mm-hmm. growing up, whether it be, you know, we were painting or we were writing or we were just... I don't know, playing with Play-Doh, whatever the thing was that we were doing, Mm -hmm. we are all creative. Yeah. And that's something I hear a lot is like, even um, my family, like I'll be doing something and my younger sister, she'll be like, oh, I'm not creative. By the way, she is a welder who creates works of art out of metal. (laughs) So it's just, we we get this like mindset that we're, if it's not art, not creativity, what would you say to the women as you're mentoring them? If they come with you saying like, I'm just not creative. Okay, so I have so much to say about this because, (laughs) (laughs) as you can imagine, but first of all, we're all creative. So, you know, being creative, what is it first? It's about being open to seeing the world differently. 
bringing mm. parts of it together anew, bringing ideas to life in the world into a form in only the way that individuals can uniquely do. So mm. creativity is part of who you are. Science says the creative process in the brain is innate. And then mm. to be creative, to do creative things, that desire to be creative actually comes from your soul. Mm. It comes from your soul. Mm-hmm. I believe it's God-given and no one and nothing can take that away from you unless you allow it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's like it's not just a process. It's actually a part of who we are as human beings. It was part mm-hmm. of who we are, that we were created to be this way and to use those gifts to share with others in the world. Yes, and I, I think it's just breaking down it to the core level of you're making something, you're seeing something that other people don't see or, or like you can create a beautiful spreadsheet. (laughs) My husband is very creative in how he solves problems that are like with hardware and stuff like that. You know, everybody just has this kind of way of approaching something and making order or beauty or sense or function out of something. It's really, it, it is innate. Like you say it, when you break it down to the core level. So let's say we have a mom who's like, okay, fine, I'll be creative. (laughs) I'll do something fun. But now the question is, well, what do I even do? Like if I'm willing to spend the time doing something that I enjoy, how do I know what that could be? This is such a fantastic question because in today's world, you know, I feel like we can be overwhelmed with choice. You know, I think we get clues all the time, but we might not just We just might not notice. Mm -hmm. We need to follow those breadcrumbs. So I wish I could give you a black and white answer here, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's really about you will know by trying. And as an adult, so you you probably have set up habits that involve something super enjoyable, like your morning coffee, followed by, I don't know what, some people might have a journaling practice. But if you don't have that practice yet, Whatever the habit is that you've set up in your life, you know what to expect. And the hardest thing about starting to uncover your creative outlet is that you don't know what's going to happen. Mm, So mm -hmm. it's also a bit to do with, you know, feeling out of your comfort zone, needing to make choices. Like I think I've I've said this to you before, but Mm -hmm. it's like it's like going to a grocery store. It's pretty neutral. But when you fill that aisle with like 30 brands of bread, how on earth do you choose which one? Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you buy one, you buy one and you make a call Mm -hmm. and you try it and then you decide to buy it again or you don't, you buy something else. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with whatever creative outlet that's there for you waiting, you know, painting, drawing, writing, podcasting. It can seem overwhelming, like you don't know where to start, but the only way to know is to test it. Mm You know, I have a few steps that I can I can share with you if you like, if that sure. would help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think you first first of all, having a mindset of openness and allowing yourself to be receptive and worthy of feeling enjoyment. Mm-hmm. You need to accept that you are seeking something new, um, or you know, or dusting it off, dusting off some buried treasure that you have had earlier in life. Either way, you want to do something differently, and that is so exciting. So then. The second part to being open is thinking really about when was the last time you got lost in an activity? You lost your sense of time passing. What were you doing? Yeah. You know, that Mm -hmm. that is a flow state where everything else fades away. 
and all there is is just you and the thing that you're working on. Mm-hmm. And then this is something that you can do if it's not super triggering is what did you, what was that thing that you loved doing as a child? What did you do? What did you get into without caring if you'd win a prize or been praised for authority from authority figures? Yes, yes. You know, so did you write? Did you paint? Did you do Play-Doh? Maybe you used to sing when no one else was around. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next bit is thinking about when you have felt the most free. And, you know, not being constrained by what, you, what you've been told creativity is, but similar to what you're saying about, you know, people who make spreadsheets, like, of course that's creative. It's, it's when you lose yourself in that state of flow that comes to you from the soul. Like, mm-hmm. it, there is no ex- actual explanation for where that comes from for mm-hmm. me except to the creator. Yeah. And I think we can speak so passionately about creativity because we know what it's like to be lost in something, to feel that flow. And what I hear you really saying too is letting go of the destination and just being on that ride. Like I feel like that's been my relationship to creativity is I'm not going to do it to monetize it. I'm not going to do it to to be good at it. I just want to I just want to paint something like I'm, I paint often and I'm not a good painter, but when I'm painting and my daughter will come with me and we're just like in the zone and we're having fun. And she's like, this is amazing. It's crazy. There's paint everywhere. And that's what we get. That's what we know about creativity. Cause there are moms who are listening, who are like creativity. It sounds like frivolous or, or maybe they didn't even get that as children. They didn't get to be free and wild. And so permission to just enjoy something for the sake of enjoying something is so huge uh 100% and I think you know uh, something else that you can do if you really feel like you need to just plan it in is Mm -hmm. is really just to have a date with your creative outlet have a date with being messy being yourself and being open and you know you might you might not like one of those things or you know you might not be good at it first of first up and chances are if you haven't done it before you're not likely to be you know Monet right (laughs) (laughs) yeah who would have thought yeah (laughs) and that's fine like you know Monet wasn't Monet when he started out so yes it's just about you know making the time for it being open to it enjoying it it's so funny because I think as human beings and particularly as women, we have a lot of pressure on ourselves to be doing all the things and doing all of them really well. Mm-hmm, yeah. So use this creative space for yourself to restore, to restore that mm-hmm. sense of you that doesn't actually need praise or mm-hmm. any validation. Yeah, I really love that. Like I remember seeing an Instagram of a mom who folded her laundry in these perfect little piles. This was years ago before like even laundry was a thing you Instagrammed and she just set it all up on a bench. And I felt like I want to do that. Like what a, just a little daily ritual that she put herself into that she entered into that space and just was kind of like mindful about it and created something beautiful. It's laundry. (laughs) Like I was at the stage of parenting where I was just throwing laundry into the drawer, wasn't even folding it. And that kind of stopped me. Like this can just be part of how I approach life. It doesn't have to be this big thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we, we make it bigger than it is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as moms, we need to be able to work out where the best 
time to pop it into our mm-hmm. lives is. So that's, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, Not to make totally. it bigger than it is. Right. And I think like, if you want to become creative, like this woman's obviously at a place where it's just a natural part of how she shows up. But for moms who are like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to give myself permission. I'm going to set aside this time. I like, did you call it like a date, <laughs> a date with creativity? Yes, I and did. So like now we're going to show up like Saturday afternoon from two to four, I'm going to show up. But of course our brain's going to be like, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. And we think about this with most everything we do in our day. There's just not enough time. And it just shuts us down, right, to all the ways that we could show up and make time. So what what are some of your strategies for when we're showing up to make time to just really give ourselves over to that time? So first, who has enough time? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Please, please, please tell me who they are and how they applied for that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where do we sign up? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do we sign up for that? You know, and, you know, this way of thinking is really about scarcity. And I think at the heart of that is fear. So, mm-hmm. you know, just unpacking that a little bit, that statement, there isn't enough time. Mm-hmm. That's a negative thought pattern that's keeping you stressed and keeping you from taking the action, which is creating. That's the thing you really want to do. Yeah. And though so many of us say the word time in there isn't enough time, I think what the statement really is, is something like there isn't enough purpose. Mm. You know, we, we either decide not to prioritize our activities and let the everyday overwhelm us, or we decide to own our values and live fully. Mm-hmm. So there is more than enough time, uh, you know, unless you have like 18 children like my great-great-grandmother did. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. you, you know, then you really don't have time except to be constantly pregnant and I can't help you there. Yeah. But a really simple way that you can circuit break that thought is, is to make the time and then, so here are some strategies to do that. So first of all, be honest with your schedule, do an audit. Um, you know, are there times in your day where you faff around do you really need to be scrolling or researching or, you know, on YouTube? I know, mm. I know it's, it's hard to see. It's actually hard to see unless you are actively auditing your day. Right. Yeah. That's so true. I tell my clients all the time, even with food, like I used to think I was so good at eating vegetables and then I audited myself and I was like, Oh, turns out no. So even <laughs> our time, we're just like, we, am, we have this imaginary version of how we spend our time. Let's get the real facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be onerous. It can be like you do it for a day and, mm. you know, I would say like three days max, you don't want to be doing, you, you know, you don't want it to be just another thing to add to your list. So, yes. So there's that. So first start with that. Then look at the times when you're doing, I guess, what I call it, it a time suck. So what are you doing in those times when you're not doing things that light you up and you're just kind of, you know, messing around, right? Mm-hmm. So just swap one of those with this creative thing that you want to try. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Just I love try that. there. Another thing that you can do is, and particularly for mums, you know, we don't have two hours to spend usually in this creative outlet, unless mm. your kids are, you know, at school and you've got, you don't have commitments and other things that include laundry and other things mm. that we do. Yeah. <laughs> so do it in the in-between and, that could be, you know, in between heating your coffee up for the third time, wiping butts, waiting mm-hmm. in the car for dance lessons to end, whatever. But, you know, for me, I used to write in the 
in the parked car from time to time. You know, it wasn't a candlelit date with my creativity. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was spending the time on it. And that was important to me. Right. A couple of other things. So if you can, try waking up 10 minutes earlier and going to bed 10 minutes earlier or vice versa, whether you're an early bird or a night owl. That won't work for everybody. So that's just another option. Mm -hmm. And something else can really be that can really be powerful is to is to delegate so you know listen in if you're someone who will always do what others ask you ask you for and chances are if you're a mum that's you yeah you know our children and our spouses have bones in their arms and they can they, can, <laughs> <laughs> they are in charge of those bones indeed <laughs> so you know like is there some is there like one thing that they can do for you you know, once a week, something that you do that they don't even notice, you spend 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, cleaning every night, wiping down the counters, picking up clothes off the floor, mopping up the bathroom tiles to stop people slipping, asking them to do it, see it as a gift for them. And the gift is gratitude and appreciation for what you do. And now Mm -hmm. they're equipped to do it for themselves. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Look at you go. Yeah, I love that. And so the time audit, really being honest with yourself. And and I always think of screen time. That shows a really good snapshot of where you could find some free time, getting up a little bit earlier, staying up and just finding these like 10 to 15 minute chunks. And just picking one thing, pick one thing and try it. What and I know this question just might be off the cuff right here, but what are some of the things that you've heard women doing for 10 or 15 minutes? If there's some moms listening and they're like, I just don't know what to do. Like, what are some ideas that they could just jump into here and there? So I think the really key thing is making it as simple as possible for yourself. Use what you have. And the simplest thing I can suggest, because usually we'll all have these things in our, in our area, (laughs) in our homes is pen and paper so Mm -hmm. start by writing or drawing and it's like I said it's not going to be a Monet it's not going to be a poem um, that's going to you know I don't know that there are many poems that have gone to number one except (laughs) you know T.S. Eliot's but uh, like it's just about starting where you are and using the tools that you have and in terms of inspiration for that little for those little moments of getting started, look around you, you know, really smell what's, smell what's around, whatever that be. Start by writing or drawing using that little spark of inspiration that is every day, that is mm-hmm. around you every day. It's really mm-hmm. about noticing and starting with what you have. Mm, I love that. So I'm just thinking of like seeing what's around you. And sometimes I would sit at a coffee shop, you know, you get like this moment when you're alone at a coffee shop. And I would look at the most interesting person I could find there. And I would make up a story about them. And it didn't take long. Once in a while, I would write it down. But that was just like a little outlet for me. And it took zero commitment. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love that so much. I love that you also compared finding time to play and how we it's hard to do because we're, we're thinking it's not purposeful. And this is the big question, right? That a lot of moms ask me, or I coach a lot of moms on is even if it's playing with their kids or doing something that's creative on their own, this term playtime 
feels like the opposite of productivity. So we experience automatically a lot of mental chatter and guilt about that we're not spending our time productively. And like, that's our job. We're supposed to be productive. That's what we're taught. So it's almost like we're playing hooky at our job and this inner critic telling us how we should be guilty and we're doing it wrong. And that's just really the big hurdle that when, when we get to the end of this road and we're about to do it and now we're in it, that can really hijack us. So what are your viewpoints on a woman who's experiencing guilt for spending time doing these things that feel creative and feel like fun? Oh, I love this question so much. So I think, you know, starting big and you kind of touched on it there, it's worth acknowledging the kind of society that we live in. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think to a lot of people, productivity does mean getting stuff done. And that is fine. Um, that comes from industrialization and, you know, where, um, you know, we're not machines, but essentially it was making something as efficiently as possible using a process that pays off literally. So, Mm. but, and we know that, but we know that in business, creativity enhances productivity. That's a kind of Ah, bit of a a paradox there, but think about those couple of things in that kind of context. And so productivity to me really means making the best use of our time and the best use is going to be different for each person. So when we take that kind of viewpoint into account, it's easy to see how we might, you know, we might feel this invisible pressure to produce an outcome with our time, something tangible, something, you know, people can see, people can feel like a pile of clean laundry, for example, mm-hmm. or dinner, or, you know, if mm-hmm. you're creating, it might be a manuscript or, you know, a video, whatever. But mm-hmm. if there isn't this thing to see or feel, we feel like we've failed. And we've kind of, you know, I think as individuals, we've internalized this ridiculous idea that to be worthy and to be valued, we have to be doing. Right. And, and you know, by gum, we have to produce a thing at the end. So mm. there's this sense of guilt at not, mm. at not producing a thing. And so there's that. The other situation that we have as mums is duty. So, you know, if you do really feel guilty about doing something that you're usually responsible for, is that your expectation of yourself? Is it something that you just started to do and kept doing and just think that other people expect you to do? Right. Is it yeah. an actual real thing? Yeah. Or <laughs> is it just this unseen thing that you feel like you have to do? So I would really first ask, but ask yourself, where is that sense of guilt coming from? Like actually write down what's going on in your head. Mm. And then it's really important to distinguish between guilt and shame. So guilt is is a really good marker for showing yourself that you haven't met an expectation you have of yourself or that someone else has of you. So Mm -hmm. that's one emotion that you can feel. And then shame is about how you feel about yourself as a person. So Mm -hmm. how were you made to feel when you were being created as a child? Or how do you feel about creativity? And what were your parents' views on creativity? Because mm-hmm. so I think some of us mm-hmm. is really about fear of being with yourself as you are and really just in something other than the hustle. So how do we let go of that? I think that worthiness is a whole big thing. So right. so this is just, you know, I can't cover that here, but energy to be the whole you and to serve others is what you're going to get by spending time on your creative outlet. So you're actually serving others by taking the time to restore. And then, you know, what is your duty is being a mum. And a huge part of that is modelling positive behaviours. And creativity, Mm -hmm. as I said, you know, if you want to go back to the kind of, you know, 
productivity in terms of economics like it's actually good for economics so it's you know you're serving that purpose there but for me more importantly you're saying to your children this is important and you're modeling the value of creativity for your child Mm, and then I think that's a beautiful thing to offer our kids yeah you know well the big you know the big hitter for me is where that comes from so I've touched on it before but I truly believe that creativity is god-given you know and and each of us have this responsibility for using using the gifts um and yeah showing your children how to use them is is just a beautiful thing so Mm -hmm. so I think to get over that guilt start by journaling over what what the statements actually are whether they're of guilt or shame then Mm -hmm. really think about those different ways that I've offered to how you can value value the process rather than the outcome Mm -hmm. letting go of the expectation when you're creating because you're you're actually ideas flow through us so you're actually a vessel for the ideas and then the other thing is modeling creativity for your family so because creativity benefits all of us and then mm-hmm. put that guilt in a box, leave it at the door, wallowing, right. you know, <laughs> ha- like wailing outside, um, but put it on mute and then welcome in your friend creativity. Yes. Um, if you really want to pick, pick the guilt up later, you can. I would suggest only for 10 minutes, just totally feeling yeah. and stressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, like just plan in a guilt and shame session if you really must. But, you know, like I'd probably suggest spending that time writing or drawing or doing your thing. Mm, those are very powerful tips. I love the idea of like, like you said, just getting it out on paper, really paying attention to where it's coming from. Is it guilt that I have expectations I'm not meeting on myself? Or is it shame? Is it something deeper? So powerful to differentiate those two. I love that. And you know what I often find too, is that the women who are messaging me are feeling guilty that they're not doing something they enjoy, that they're not doing something they love. That's an outlet that's quote unquote me time. And I think that doesn't really mean like spas and baths. I think it also just means like feeling like I can be me and, Mm. and do something with that time that feels like, you know, um, like I'm expressing it, like I'm putting, I'm embodying it and I think that just recognizing you're going to feel guilty if you don't do it. You're probably going to feel guilty while you do do it. This is supposed to be fun. (laughs) Like, let's just have some fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like, I think about, you know, when I had my, my daughter in the hospital and the midwife said to me, well, you're going to feel guilty for the rest of your life. (laughs) You know, like at the time I thought that's such a negative thing to say, but Mm -hmm. I realized that she wasn't trying to be negative. It was actually fact. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. like this inbuilt thing that, you know, we want to give and that's, that's a beautiful thing. But so just, yeah, let's just leave the guilt and shame in a box over there for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you say, like, let's get to know it. Let's get to make friends with it and then still do it anyway. Still do the thing. That's a really powerful advice for dealing with guilt in anything, right? No matter what Mm. we're doing. Yes. Well, you have just jam packed this full of amazing tips, great insights. I just, I feel ready to go do something like I want to go make something right now. I would love to direct everyone to you if they want to find out more, listen to your podcast, where can they find you? Yeah. So thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to come on the show. I'm so excited to, you know, that you want to go and create. That's beautiful. (laughs) And, you know, hold on to that spark and keep, keep doing the thing. Um, You can find me 
at unlocked underscore creative on Instagram, or probably the easiest way is actually just to email me directly, which is hello at the unlockedcreative.com. And my podcast is of the same name, The Unlocked Creative on Apple and all your favorite podcast platforms. Right on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Siobhan, for coming on, for sharing all of those tips and encouragement. Make sure to go check her out at the Unlock Creative Podcast. And you can also find an episode that I did with Siobhan on her show, where we talk about exhaustion, simplifying, prioritizing, and finding the purpose in creativity. You can find all of those links in the show notes. And if you are having trouble with the show notes, simply head on over to simpleonpurpose.ca, click listen, and you will find every episode there with the treasure trove, the treasure chest of all the links that you could need. Have a great week.